Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Average Roundup Wrestling Edition. It's always your host, Savage Lily, and my co-host, Quincy Smart. Quincy. Good morning, people. I know you're listening in the morning. Good morning, people. You seem happy for a very uh, average week well, of wrestling. Well, I have to up the mood because if I think more about what we're about to review, I sound snarky. Aw. Well, I mean, Quizzy wrestling happened. Let's, um... A lot of wrestling happened. Yeah, let's talk about it. Overall thoughts, what do you thought of this week? This week was a nothing week. This week was a nothing week. The most important thing that we got out of it was that we know who's in the Money in the Bank matches. But And even that, even that, that's a thing. That but, I'm, I'm, but I'm surprised that they didn't do qualifying matches. They didn't want to drag this out. I mean, they've got two weeks. What's the, what's the rush to get us all of the people on, in this match? Why not have some people earn it or like create angles up to it? Why give it all to us now? Because now I'm wondering what they're going to do for the next two weeks. You figure they have some kind of like plan ready to build up maybe other storylines, maybe anything in between, but it really didn't feel that way, right? They always have a plan. It's whether it gets changed 10 minutes before the show or if we're or if it's okay or if someone gets injured like it, they always have a plan though true don't get me wrong now excuse me while I, while I stall for a minute because i truly forgot to pull out my smackdown notes it's okay we aren't even starting with smackdown we don't even need to talk about smackdown out of all of the shows smackdown smackdown was more of a nothing show than raw it was i think it was a little bit less than nothing for one very obvious reason, which we will point out right uh, right after the Raw Rush. All right, Raw Rush. You see, I don't do that anymore because this time I paid close attention to Ricochet's music and I heard the little I heard the little little effect they added at the beginning. Oh, you found kind of like a chill thing going on in his music. It's terrible. Okay, so Raw starts with the announcement of the um, Money in the Bank main competitors. So let's break this down via Alexa Bliss. Yeah, so yes, so last week we talked about this. We thought she was probably just gonna announce something, and it was gonna um, get into we were gonna see deep. We're gonna get a little deeper into how the announcement was gonna work when she mentioned the moment of Bliss. I honestly we- thought it was just gonna be her announcing the women. I didn't think she was announcing the men and the women. Yeah, and she just flat out announced that she kept it as like a solid, like here's the first, here's the Raw side, here's the SmackDown side, because apparently Alexa is above brand. She She's also the GM here, because she's did, she did a lot of announcing on this show, and I'm pretty sure she put together a couple of matches. I honestly thought it was going to be like Paige for the SmackDown side, but just all Alexa, all Alexa, all the time. The greatest part that, that was just Corey Graves, like... Boner just could not contain itself. Well, well, they're making me want to see her more as a GM because if she performs the way she did against Naomi, like she did with Naomi tonight, I don't really want to see her with a ladder in two weeks. All right, so let's break down the contenders. For the Raw side, we have Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, and Baron Corbin. Now, usually we would get like contender matches, but in this case, we had the tag match between Braun Strowman, between all, all four of these men. Braun's got another little buddy. Now, the fun part about this was that they were all cutting promos on each other, kind of coming a little bratty. 
about how they were all in the money in the bank. It, I, it, they felt out of character for every single one of them. Drew came off more as a face towards Corbin, mainly because people just hate Corbin. I think it's uh, people just hate Baron that much. Well, well, here's my issue. Here's my issue. I don't know if you're gonna have the same sentiment on both sides, but we'll focus on Raw since we're talking about Raw. We have former Money in the Bank winners and. I don't know about you. I, I would say on the Raw side, we have less than favorable Money in the Bank winners. <laughs> I think two is too much. I think if you have one, you can you can talk about it. But I think two is too much. Oh, because um, Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin. Now, I don't know if you were hearing commentary, but if you didn't, let me remind you. Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman both held the Money in the Bank um, with less than favorable results. It reminded me of two of the most terrible Money in the Bank holders. And honestly, if I could get rid of one, I'd get rid of Braun. Because I know that I know that going into this match, Corbin is going to get beat. Like he's gonna be in some spots, so he's there for a reason, but Braun has no reason to touch this briefcase. He's gonna formally challenge the, the champion again. And then get ruined? Probably. But we'll get but anyway, the match happens. It was a whatever. It was exactly what we thought it was. They kind of making Ricochet look like a bit of a joke. They kind of beat the crap out of Ricochet. Braun Strowman was the hot tag. Braun Strowman won, and they changed. And I oh, just Rico got the win. Yeah, because I was just gonna point that out. They changed Ricochet's uh, um finisher. No, I don't think they changed the finisher. I just think they don't want him to do it as often. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him. He what he did the shooting star press. Yeah, he did the tw- did the second it week seems, he won with that. It seems like it's a lot easier for him to hit that move on a regular basis. And it was one of the things I worried about with Ricochet when he got moved up. Anyway, he's gonna have to find some pace with himself, or he's gonna be getting injured very quickly yeah but the problem with that is that you kind of start feeling like his matches outside of maybe pay-per-views are gonna get a little repetitive flip here it's flip ricochet. there it's ricochet don't get me wrong phenomenal athlete phenomenal athlete but his matches are formulaic and i wouldn't have an issue with that if his promos were better but he's getting better yeah like i said before he just sounds like a like a baseball player in a used car commercial but um The Usos took on the Good Brothers. Um, oh yeah, how'd that happen? They they moved them over. So another shakeup that also wasn't announced, which we're gonna get into more when we get into SmackDown. The B team is on SmackDown. The Uso, uh, the uh, Gall- Gallows and Anderson on Raw, which at this point cements the fact that it's that the shakeup just meant that they're switching the Raw and SmackDown tag divisions. But we knew, but we knew that B team was on SmackDown. I was genuinely surprised with Gallows and Anderson being on Raw because I wanted to be skeptical about what you said about the tag division on SmackDown, but they really raided everybody from this SmackDown division. I know. What? Like SmackDown has no tag teams. I have one prediction that we're going to get into when we talk about SmackDown, but what happened is... So, let me... let me. I actually want to talk one thing about this match because the match stalls whatever. So, the users arrived with their mic singing their theme song for some reason. I didn't know they did that. The camera lingered way too long on them because they were talking that was going to be this huge announcement that no one knows was happening and it stayed way too long with them then it finally cut the commercial break which i thought i thought it did they should have cut the commercial break earlier or what am i getting at here then the match starts the good brother shows up and i think they changed uh gallows's name to big to which one's the taller which one's festus 
Gallows. Okay, they changed his name to Big Gal, Big Gals or something. He calls himself like Big Big Dog or some some something like that. It doesn't it doesn't matter. These guys aren't gonna be here much longer. No, so the Usos won, and then things got weird. Because Corey Graves started talking about how he wanted to know what this announcement was. He's waiting for it. He doesn't want to get disappointed. And it's it's the fact that the Revival shave each other's backs, which became a chant for the rest of the night. Like, yeah, they're just gonna they're just gonna bury these guys until they leave, which is which is sad because Revival's a very good tag team. They've they've got a lot to give to this division. I honestly wish like they could just put them on SmackDown and forget about them. But man, they're really gonna milk this. Now don't get me wrong, finding somebody in an embarrassing situation, maybe you open the door and they're taking a poop naked, which you know who who does that? Have you ever met anybody like admit to they poop naked? Not that they would admit to it. I know like three people. That admitted to me that they poop naked. Why are you asking them if they poop naked? <laughs> yeah, Shut how up. are we having this conversation? Are no, you, okay, did so, you start this conversation no, no, in the so, bathroom? No. Follow them into their bathroom. So, you know, I'm, I, I'm a fan of comedy where it's like, you know, you find them in embarrassing situations like SpongeBob and that embarrassing picture at the Christmas party. But then it got into a place where I think they should have gone. So the revival arrived. They talked about how they were men, not just men. Manly men. They were very subtle, but if you can read between the lines, you knew what was being implied. Especially when it stopped becoming subtle and one of the revival guys pretty much just called the Usos, you sick freaks! And what do you think? The do's and don'ts of 2019. I think that somebody should have gone back into the archive of smackdown and saw a promo saw the promo that the usos gave shade and miss because they were literally talking about doing some of the same things that the revival were doing just to show how close they were as brothers oh man crazy as that sounds anyway that's all i want to touch on it is it is 2019 yeah that was not okay i would they did it subtle enough until it didn't get subtle. They did it subtle enough. I think I think the average Joe wouldn't wouldn't pay too much pay too much mind on it. If they were more on the nose about where they wanted to go with it, then they'd have a problem. True. Anyway, speaking of a problem, let's go back to our favorite person in all of wrestling. Baby Roman face, Reigns? No, babyface miss. Zen. Oh my god, no. Please no. I don't want to talk about him and Lashley. Come on. Okay, we we're not, but we uh, are gonna talk about one. Th- we are gonna talk mention one little guy oh, that wait, was wait, missing. Wait. I, yeah, I was gonna say I do want to bring up Rush though. Also, oh, one more thing. Bob Lashley talks in third person now. <laughs> um, yeah, Leo Rush. So he backstage back to NXT. He has his. He he got him after fit- back to NXT. I've heard trying to get released i don't know what i heard i heard him. i heard he was like doing rehearsals and he brought his wife to see rehearsals and finn balor told him that he maybe shouldn't bring his wife because vince might get mad because she's, if she's not part of the angle then it doesn't matter and leo kind of told finn to uh fuck off and he says he kind of wants his own reality show he, he has you gotta give it to, the man has big ambitions I will give him that he has big ambitions. Whether or not he's, whether or not allegedly he's tackling it correctly, that is not for me to say. It just sounds like there's a lot of mess happening backstage. He's also very young. He's like twenty. He's like twenty-two, twenty-three. Twenty-three karat gold. 
I thought that was just gimmick, but he's very, he's very young. So I guess the idea was, uh, we'll have him around for a while, quote unquote. And, um, I, I guess if he's quote unquote on his best behavior, we'll, we'll, we'll put him in a prominent spot. I don't really understand I don't necessarily agree with the idea of pulling him from TV because it's really starting to expose Lashley. Yeah. Anyway, Lashley beat the Miz because of interruptions by the greatest in the world, Shane McMahon. The best part about that was after the Miz was down, Shane like gave him like his his little lame punches. His oh lame my kicks. god, that was hilarious! Like Shane was just like pacing around him, and he did a little kick, and then he would do like a little uh, and you watch the curve in his fist be like uh. It's like it was. It was terrible. It was bad. It was anyway, uh, so then what happens? Uh, the Viking Raiders. So this is the third week in a row, and I'm starting to notice this because of just what's been going on. Every time the Viking Raiders show up, Michael Cole has to make it a point to say these the Vikings. Like, no, he's like these men are known as the Viking Raiders, and they have been doing this. And that. you know why, right? <laughs> oh yeah, just to emphasize what the name is. That rebranding is real. Also, um, then uh, was this? I I forgot the Viking Raiders. Did they did a, uh, a picture in picture promo? I feel like they did a picture in picture promo. I don't know. I heard that this was coming up on uh, on the show. I didn't pay attention. I went back, and 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 honest and, and honestly, I I went back and saw the clips online. And I really liked what I saw from them. So what happened was the Lucha House Party attacked first because last because I thought that was like the craziest thing. And then and then commentary explained that they they jumped them last week. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, okay, so okay, no problem. You you motherfucker! We have a podcast. I said this last week. You forgot. It's Monday Night Raw. You're really you're oh. really getting on me about Monday Night Raw. <laughs> You're really getting on me about Monday Night Raw. I'm getting on you for not watching our show, you ass. What, Lucha House Party? I can't miss a segment with Lucha House Party? No. They're a must-see? Oh, my God. I can't believe you. They're a must-see? I can't believe you. Are they must-see? No, yes, they are. (laughs) Yes, yes, they are. Listen closely. You heard the truth early. They will be the best. They they should just be the. They will be the best SmackDown Tag Champion. They're they're the best jobbers. I feel real bad for Metal League. Oh yeah. Anyway, so they attacked first, and then the Viking and then the Viking Raiders uh, decided, okay, let's have the actual match. And in the actual match, they realized, oh, now we're now uh, we're, we're back to full health. They beat the crap out of Lucha House Party, uh, and they beat them with their new signature move, the Viking Experience. Are you are you really killing me about that? Is it because it's the Lucha House Party? No, it's because you don't listen to me. <laughs> We're is not it really because it's the Lucha House Party. We're not doing this relationship the couple hill, therapy. Is that the hill you want to die on, the Lucha House Party? No, I have died in worse hills. I was gonna say there are worse hills in 205 Live for you to die on. Oh please, if I if I die in the hill to bury some Berto Carrillo, then I'm pretty sure I have Ooh. very low standards. Ooh, we're gonna be talking about that guy super later. Anyway, speaking of very low standards, um, no, not low standards. I'm I'm rude. I'm sorry. The Alexa still Bliss talking about Lucha House Party. Sorry. No, Alexa Alexa Bliss announced the women's the uh, raw side of the women's money in the bank division. Um, so it's Naomi. Natalia, Dana Brooks, and Alexa Bliss. So, segment gave me a migraine. 
I have a I have an opinion about this that I want to get into when we reach when we complete the segment. Um, but all the women were being very mean to each other. Why did it have to be even, so catty? Even worse than the men for some reason. Well, well, that's a line straight out of Alexa. Oh yeah, sorry. Anyway, Natal- Naomi just kind of challenges uh, uh, Natalia the standout. The st- also, another line that I heard before, Naomi's like, well, how, why don't we give everyone a little preview of Money in the Bank? And I'm like, really? Verbatim. Braun Strowman says the same thing in the opening segment. I mean, the saving grace for me is, again, I am really happy that they're giving Dana Brooke some time. Really? I am happy. Really? To be in Money in the Bank. I have been in the back of the line, and now I want to be in front of the line. I love her promo. She really, she really looks like she tries. You want her there instead of Ruby Riot? I have, I, I have a, I have a thing. We're not gonna get into it until we complete, until we complete the missing characters. You have a thing for Dana Brooke? No, we're still in the in the Mortal Kombat crypt. We still need to unlock the coins to unlock the rest of the roster. Once we mention the final thing, I will get into it. I'm, I'm, I'm eager to hear about you in this this Dana Brooke thing. No, you don't. Because I don't want to see Dana Brooke near a ladder. Anyway, so Naomi beats Alexa Bliss. Um, so, when was the last time you heard the CM Punk chant in a women's match? There was a CM Punk chant? I think there was a CM... I, I could have swore I heard a CM Punk chant. The only time I hear CM Punk chants are when Shane's out there. Because, you know, that's... Oh, right, right, right. I could have swore I heard it for the women's... I'm sorry. The bar was doing worse chants. <laughs> anyway, no, the fans did not like this match. No one liked this match. I don't blame them. Why'd they make the whole thing with the shoes? At first, I thought it was an accident. But then I'm just like... And then I look back and, like, they set it up in a segment. And you constantly see it. And then it's part of the finish. I'm like, no, no. Somebody wrote this, okayed this, and put together this terrible match. No, someone wrote something, okayed it, and then Vince changed it last minute. It's no, a lot more realistic. No, no, no. Someone wrote something better. <laughs> Vince saw it, <laughs> changed it, and we got this. Ah, oh, fine. Anyway, speaking of that, speaking of that, then we have, um, uh, won't you be my neighbor? Bray Wyatt. Um, he's a painter now. And he painted a burning house. Which apparently was just a bunch of Easter eggs of just um uh stuff that happened. Like the burning house was the Randy Orton thing. Um then we got to see the rabbit that was also in the the, the animated rabbit. Apparently you notice all those characters are voiced by Bray Wyatt. And the witch seems to be just the inner I knew the I knew the witch was. I knew Abby the witch was. I didn't I didn't know the rabbit was also Bray. If it sounds if it sounds like they're all boys by Bray Wyatt. Which again, it's cool. It, it's cool like that. So apparently the witch seems to be like the inner like the inner dark side of Bray Wyatt, like what who we know is Bray Wyatt. Sister Abby. What's, what's Abby short for? <laughs> uh I don't know. But where are you on this where where are you on Bray's um Bray's new act? I still think they shouldn't have him in the ring just yet. I want to see where this is. They aren't. They aren't. He's not touching the ring yet. I I have to say, I was on the fence. This week was a very positive move into direction because it's it's sure to me that he's going insane. I mean, he woke up. He's already there. I mean, it woke me up from like the rest of the from like the beginning of the of the three hours that we watched and if you notice like the last little bit you know how he says well you know i will always light the way but you know you have to and he's just like you get a little bit of the old brain he's like let me in 
you get a little bit of the old bread. It's, well, it's good. Some apparently one guy in I, I don't know if it was Twitter or Instagram. He allegedly worked for WWE and he filmed a few. He filmed, he said like, "Well, we finished a lot of these backstage segments for Bray Wyatt. He's really happy about it." So it sounds like it sounds like it's something that they all kind of were like. Oh yeah, they've already got a ton filmed. They're just bringing it out in process. So let's see where this goes. And I'm excited. I want to see Mister Rogers kill somebody. I just wonder what they're going to have him do when he re- when he eventually returns to the ring, because I hope he doesn't go on that Mr. Rogers get up in the ring. Also, yeah, because that, that persona, like, don't get me wrong, the storyline of the character is interesting, but that's a character that's never going to smell a title ever. What well, well, Bray is, well, well you could have said that about cult leader Wyatt and you would have been wrong. Yeah, and I could say that about Mr. Rogers Wyatt and I'm pretty sure I'm right. Well, there's no Roman Reigns on this brand. I don't think you're right at all. Ah, fine. Screw you. Anybody can be Universal Champion. Anyway, uh, Ryder and Hawkins beat the Revival because they shaved each other's backs. Yeah, I didn't even want to touch that match. It's a dirty fi- it was a sneaky finish. Oh, so let's talk about this. Sami Zayn. Promos getting a little longer than they have to be? It's not that the promos are long. Like, he's really, really good. It's just... I think I think his characters, his promos have hit that time where, okay, where are we going with it? Who's coming out to interrupt you? Are we starting a feud? Because I don't want to see him come out and berate the fans every single week and nobody steps to him. So I was hoping this week they'd they progress it forward, but now they really need to progress it forward next week because we all know Sammy can talk, but... They, they really need to make some direction because just really taking that promo in as a fan, it's like it's not something I want to hear on a weekly basis without somebody shutting them up because I, I, I kind of understand where some of the lines and verbiage are coming from in the back. So I wouldn't want to hear that as a fan for too long without it going somewhere. True, but the question is, who can actually take the? T- who can actually challenge Sammy at this point? Because Miss is still. Because Miss could have been the perfect guy. Because Miss is all about Hollywood. It's all about the the people's opinion. He should have. He could be the perfect man and to take on. Face now. Exactly, he could be the perfect man to take on Sammy. But unfortunately, he's too busy taking on the greatest in the world. But but that match wouldn't be. That match wouldn't be good. That no, match, that match wouldn't be good. Oh, because the Miz is such a five-star matchmaker. No, he's he, he, he's a he's more of a three-star matchmaker. There you go. He's more of a three-star matchmaker. I can see that. But I I wouldn't I wouldn't want to put him in there with Sammy. Me neither. Anyway, so let's uh so wrapping so wrapping up this long night. Uh, I forget. There was a contract signing. No, there was one more. Oh. Samoa Joe uh, lost to Rey Mysterio. Um, Rey, is Rey actually taking the title from Samoa Joe, or they just needed the rematch from WrestleMania? Because uh, well, that was the story. Well, commentary got it over where it was like it was just him getting retribution over WrestleMania. But at this point, I really don't see how they don't put this on their money in the bank card because i mean they're gonna need a match to put there these two have worked together before it's definitely gonna be a longer match than the one at mania who's getting the who's getting the title ray or dominic and i love how every time i see dominic he constantly reminds me that he does not look like uh he's looking like samoa joe yeah he's that, looking like samoa joe that's a big boy dominic well, well, you, well, you do know Dominic is is uh is the son of Eddie, and <laughs> Ray's just looking after him. 
<laughs> oh, they fought for those papers. You're right. Oh, man, I love it. Ray, Ray got custody in the end anyway. <laughs> I know, right? It all goes full circle. Anyway. So, Raw, overall, you give a thumbs up, thumbs down Dude, in the middle. you're not even mentioning the contract. All right. So, AJ still, AJ still is a heel now. How, do you, how does that make you feel? They could have just been uh, who's better than who. You it's know. not his heel turn. It's what? not his heel turn. What are you smoking? He's That's his heel turn. Very, he's been very heel-like, but this isn't his heel turn. You're insane. No, he's implying it, as he should, but this isn't the heel turn. It's weird because every any other scenario, AJ would just take the title, but it's Seth. If it's smart, if they're smart, they'll br- they they moved over Gallows and Anderson for a reason, and they should bring the club together one last time. You're probably right, because AJ's not gonna beat Rollins at this at, at Money in a Bank. No, I I honestly think they're gonna pull one out of Hell in a Cell's book and have Brock come back, because Brock's on the Saudi show. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna do it two years in a row. No, wait, I got, wait, wait, wait. You just bring, you just brought up something they can't bring up just yet. But first, so they cut their promos. They do all this, they do all that. They put, uh, AJ puts Seth through a table. I don't know. This didn't do it for me. I don't, I, you know why? Because this is a contract signing that, that feels more like a go-home show. This whole episode felt like a go-home show. Boring, not much. Because they're rushing it. And then you're going to see it next week and the week after when it's like, oh crap, we really do have a go-home show. What are we going to put on this go-home show? Um, I know Seb's gonna win, but I wonder what's gonna happen. But I wonder if they're just gonna push AJ Styles against Seth for a while until the uh, Money in the Bank cash in, or until SummerSlam. I don't think Seth's gonna pin him. I think I, I think Brock's literally gonna come in there and DQ that match. <laughs> Brock's literally gonna come in there and DQ that match. So overall, what do you think? What do you think overall? Overall, this time, this Raw was a waste. This Raw was a waste. It's wasting time. There really wasn't much substance to grab from this. Like you said, the contract signing wasn't, wasn't, um, it was disappointing, but it was a contract signing. What do you expect? The only thing you really grabbed from this were the money in the bank competitors. And perhaps that's why they put that together because they don't have any ideas on booking the show. My problem is their roster is deep enough that they could have just have any, all these men have their match against other people to qualify. The, the, the roster is deep enough. They've got three hours to fill. I wonder what they're going to do for these next two weeks. Guess we're going to get more more segments bearing the revival. Is Baron going to... Um, where's Baron McIntyre going? Uh, I think McIntyre is going to kill him at the pay-per-view. Braun's obviously not going to win. Braun's two-time Money in the Bank winner. I'm probably going to quit. Right. I oh. see Braun. I see Braun losing this and going back into the program with Joe because that's what they were going for. The the Bobby Lashley thing doesn't mean anything. Maybe because Miss already challenged Shane to steal cage match and Money in the Bank. Bobby's in purgatory. I don't even know what Bobby's doing. Like Bobby needs <laughs> Bobby needs Leo Rush. Give him Mojo. Have him fight Mojo for a while. Mojo's too busy yelling at mirrors right now. Having fu- having fight EC three. Well, Easy Three's too busy getting you mean off of that the- guy on main event. No, that guy the best throw him and t- threw it to that table. He threw him so far at that, so far at that table, through that table. He's in main event and he can't stop being at main event. What's worse? What do you think was worse, main event or Saturday or Saturday super or superstars? Was it Saturday morning superstars? Uh, honestly, the I'd probably say superstars because you're you're gonna remember main event to a degree. 
Yeah. Like, no one's going to remember there's WWE superstars. Like, that's on the network. No one's watching that. Is it in Hulu, too? Go to stores on Hulu. If it's on Hulu, it's nothing I see or, or want to see. No, I'm too busy trying to tell myself that I'm going to watch The Handmaiden's Tale. I really do want to watch it, but I have no time, especially after... Because you love to watch, you know, um, Dash and Dawson shave go and each- shave each other's backs. I'll shave your back. Let's shave... Let's... let's- <laughs> Uh, <laughs> how about how about we don't and we say we didn't all right sweet anyway so that's it for raw rush anyway so Ah, I love it. No, I love it so much. Anyway, you know, it's a good thing you brought up um, Brock Lesnar and the Saudi Arabia show. Because you heard who it confirmed for the Saudi Arabia show? Bill Goldberg. And Undertaker. Oh, yeah, Undertaker. So, this is going to be great. You know what that means, right? I was talking to a friend to a friend of mine, and he and we agreed. It's going to be Goldberg versus Triple H. 24 minutes. Nothing but just toe holds and sledgehammers. 24 minutes? These men will be gassed in the first two. It's Triple H. That Did mean- you see Triple H and Batista? Yeah, but guess what? At Mania? Guess what? Live? Guess what? A Triple H match has to be the, the second longest match of the card, and it has to involve him just... Going over for some reason. Look, he isn't going to have a tag partner to save this match when he tears his pack again in the same country. Now, he tore his pack in. Who's Undertaker taking on for the big money? Big I money. Don't care. I'm not watching this show. Shawn Michaels. Not probably watching this show. You're I'll not hear about it. I'll hear about it, but I'm not watching this show. We should do. What are we going to do for that show? Are you gonna, well, you're well, obviously you're watching the show. I might I might watch I might watch some new Japan. Well, I'll watch it later. I'll watch it later for the sake of, you know, end of the year review stuff. But that's way down the line. I don't plan on watching it when it comes and, out. And they're probably they haven't really been advertising that either, so Well, it was moved to June seventh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sad for I'm sad for only for reasons that only you know. It's very weird. I don't know if you know this. Spoilers to anybody who doesn't care, but they're they're doing takeover the weekend before. I thought I thought they changed that. I heard rumors about that. First, really, Kathy Kelly confirmed it on their YouTube page. What um? They're doing a takeover June first. Where where's the takeover gonna be held? California. Ah, screw that. Somewhere in California. Well, well, they were going to do backlash in California, and then they're like, ah, no, we're I, we're going to Saudi. I like backlash. Anyway, so <laughs> you like backlash, really? No, you're right. I like the no- last time we went to backlash. How well did it treat you? Not good, but I did. But uh, you know what? I think I like No Mercy better. Why? Because of No Mercy. That and the cool icy title match with Ziggler and Miz. If you if people ever go back to No Mercy and see like what are the best matches in No Mercy history, go back and see the SmackDown exclusive. Don't go and see the Raw one, because then you're gonna be disappointed with Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. Right. 
He beats him with one F5. One F5. Well, that's because Brock Strowman has a week back. Yeah, but Strowman came off hot off of that year's SummerSlam in the Fatal 4 just to lose at one F5. Oh, come on. Remember Great Balls of Fire? Dude, Where dude, dude jo- I have to tell you, like, it was like a month a month back. I went and I rewatched all of the promo buildup by Samoa Joe to Great, Ball, to Great Balls of Fire. My God, it was some of the best best i had ever seen this man needs to be universal champion we can't because he doesn't have a he has a week back so he can't handle like a good old f5 it's okay he could drop the u.s belt to stroman and just choke out seth you know why is he money the bank because he's gonna be defending his title at money in the bank you just don't know the opponent yet booyaka booyaka six one nine what are you gonna do when we come for you let's dash through smackdown so we can talk about something we care about all right so smackdown dash uh anyway so we got the second half of the men's um money the bank competitors we have finn balor mustafa ali andrade cien almas ali they're they're mustafa ali and andrade samos to me damn it i i refuse you only call him mustafa ali because he's a heart and soul of 205, right? Talking about, he's on SmackDown. And Andrade is an idolo. I'm waiting for the best kept secret. I am super hyped for Buddy Murphy. Oh boy, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. That man deserves to be on SmackDown Live. That man deserves to be Intercontinental Champion. And that man deserves to have a decent feud with uh, Aster Black. <laughs> they can have a sweet feud. I would not mind it, but here's the thing. You gotta be okay with Buddy taking the L because they're doing big things with Aleister Black. Fine. Really? Really? Two weeks he in a row? He hasn't wrestled and they're, and they're showing vignettes for him and promos. Yeah, they're Promos doing about big what? things with him. He sounds like the kid that sits, in the, that sits under the stairs of every gym class. He's either listening to, he's listening to My Chemical Romance, Lincoln Park, or he's selling you weed. They're building him to do something. <laughs> They're building him to do something. And if I were to have everything right in the world, Andrade would have a briefcase. So Finn Balor would need somebody to go against. So slide in Buddy Murphy. Right. Anyway, so recap. Finn Balor, Mustafa Ali, Andrade Cien Almas, and Randy, Randy Orton. RKO. Anyway, Quincy. Tell you heard this before. They announced the the announcing contenders, and the contenders decide to have a three a tag three match. <laughs> tag, tag, tag. <laughs> and the faces are with the faces, and the heels are with the heels. Yeah, tell me that sounds familiar. I don't know why that's so super familiar. It's like SmackDown is like, hey Raw, let me copy your homework for a minute. Okay, but just don't do it exactly. <laughs> Come on and fight back. We'll copy over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. So bad. Anyway, so Mustafa Lee wins. Um no. Mustafa Lee and Finn Balor win. Randy Orton RKO's Finn Balor. And then Mustafa Lee hits him with a super kick. I was very disappointed with this RKO. I was very disappointed with this RKO. Because it was too telegraphed. I'm so used to the way they they cut the angles where like Randy just kind of slides in. I wasn't that I saw this one coming from a mile away. I wasn't expecting Mustafa Ali to go over like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How they put him how they put him over in the segment and had him go after Randy. Yeah, yeah. it was really it was really good. I guess uh I mean, does Mustafa Ali have a chance? Realistically speaking. Bruh. Bruh. I love him, but does no. he have a chance? <laughs> oh. There are only 
five possibilities. There are only five possibilities to, to win this briefcase, and I can't wait for us to discuss it, but he's not one of them. You know who Mustafa Ali reminds me of? Striker from Mortal Kombat, because he used to be a cop, and then he's like the wrestler that doesn't really look like he belongs in the land of the giants. He's Striker! No, he looks like he belongs in the lands of the giants. Fine, he's mocap. Dude, he's he's kind of been like the the Pakistan Rollins to to me. That was that was the nickname I had given him in my head when I saw him. I know I love him so much. Dude's awesome. I love Dude's him. So, so much. I'm so glad he's on a brand. Anyway, um, that loves him. Becky took on uh, Bailey, I think. Um, yeah, pretty good. Better than um, I I saw the ending of this match. Oh no, Charlotte. So we saw Charlotte's boot. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the point of trying to push Bailey? Heat. Oh, oh, did you know? She got rewarded for that for losing that match and losing the match before. Who? <laughs> She's in a ladder match. Bailey. Right. So they announced the women's half of the of the money in the bank. It's Na- Naomi, sorry. Bailey, Mandy Rose, and Amber Moon and Carmella. Oh man, please tell me that's queued up. Like, I want to get to that stupid segment with Man- with Mandy and Sonya. Um, wasn't that wasn't that when the Sky? Because we just we can just skip to it. The Sky Pirates. I mean, Sky the, Pirates. The Pirates of Tomorrow. The that's their names? No, that's not their names. They're calling them Kyrie and Oscar. But Pirates of Tomorrow is great. That sounds like a great doesn't name. Doesn't sound better than Sky Pirates. They should call them Thea Thieves. <laughs> I'm just waiting for them to take the belts. Now that you mentioned that match, they Iconics beat... on commentary. I didn't I see the match. I didn't that. see the match. You tell me the, the Iconics on commentary, dude. And I it missed was it. Insufferable. I missed it. It was oh. insufferable, dude. How could I miss it? That was beautiful, dude. I guarantee you. I guarantee you it's on the Hulu version. But like, dude, that was insufferable. I was having connection problems with my DirecTV now, and then next thing I know, I can only catch the 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 tag match and like the last half of, of SmackDown. I didn't know about the iconic. They're on. They're on commentary. They should never touch those mics again. I'm so happy. They should never touch those mics again. That's the thumbnail. You, I was gonna have the thumbnail because I'm working a template. I'm working a template for like the video for like the videos all what people see in the video. And one of my templates, one of the ideas I had was like. Like, you know, Raw, SmackDown, next thing is the picture that represents each of them. I was going to have Shane on Raw and Shane on SmackDown side at the same time because that's way too much Shane. Oh, yeah, that's th- that's another thing. Like, but now I'm going to switch it to the Iconics. But they're going to they're going to wait. They're going to wait until like Survivor Series and then try to tell you it's the only night that you see Raw superstars and SmackDown superstars go against each other in head to head combat. You know what? Never mind. I will call it from now. I'm probably not going to commit to it, but until the Iconics lose the titles, all the thumbnails that we do will have the Iconics. I'm probably not going to commit to I that. Would, I would love for you to commit to it because I would love to have this conversation a year from now. Like, go back to this episode and have this con- this this idea a year from now. Like, I wish, I wish we did this a year ago. That way we could have this with the gender effect. But we'll get to see it with you and the Iconics. And I'll be like, so you lost your mind <laughs> and told me that the Iconics were the best thing for <laughs> for for SmackDown and that them winning the tag belts at WrestleMania was really, really good. Man, I can't, man, we were miss, we're, we're skipping over the Mandy Rose, uh, bu- 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 what's Oh, face? yeah, yeah, that was real stupid. Like, why would Sonya give away 
the opportunity to be in this ladder match. And then she's, and then she, and she even knows that she's giving it away. She looked like an even bigger idiot. She's like, Mandy, I know what you're doing. Mandy, I know what you're doing. You, you, you want me to, 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 to see that you feel bad and, and that, and that I will give you the shot and I'm going to give you the shot anyway. Don't and, you and want then, a briefcase? And Mandy's like, really? Thank you. Yeah, she's like, she's like, really? You fell for it? Really? Okay. Nice. Okay, idiot. Go <laughs> I'm abso- walking in there. Like, go absolution. <laughs> don't, don't, don't forget, don't forget to come and help me at ringside, buddy. Okay. Anyway, so the and then uh, Ember Moon, uh, casual looking Ember Moon, just has a promo battle against Carmella because Moolah is money. Yeah, we've got more former winners in this match so i'm gonna talk about i want to talk about it now now that we have the both roster so why do only three people only three people in the women's mind the bank deserve to be in the match the other women they are just even less than spots because usually you can tell who's the spots makers and who's the winners this one's like only three people realistically should be in that match okay so we've got dana in there who's your other two god damn it why are you gonna <laughs> it's um <laughs> They, uh, Alexa Bliss. No, not Alexa Bliss. Naomi, Bailey, and Amber Moon. Realistically, they're the only ones that look that are, that are like worth their salt to be in this match. I was gonna say to the track record of Alexa Bliss these past couple of months, you want her in a ladder match? No, but then you have. I, I at least would have taken Dana Bro- uh, Dana Brooke. Ba- uh, I don't know what she's gonna do. Mandy Rose. I don't even. I know. I don't know what kind of spot she's gonna take. Well, obviously the one where she goes up the ladder and takes the briefcase off. Who's take? Who's getting the super? Who's getting super play? Uh. Who's getting put to a table? I guess Dana. No. I don't want nothing bad to happen to Dana. She deserves to be in the front of the line. <laughs> I, I love her. I, I hope lo- she realizes that it's possible for you to have this briefcase and miss your cash in. Probably. Anyway, um, so, yeah, like I say, like this, this feels like the most un, like, uneven com- competitors that I've seen in a while. Because only three of these people realistically should be in this match. The other ones are like jobbers or like irrelevant okay early predictions i want it i wanted to hold off asking predictions but i have to ask it early prediction bailey i don't like bailey but why would you give it over moon the only way it's gonna be bailey is if they beat her and beat her up until this pay-per-view and they give her that briefcase and then they continue to beat her and they use that briefcase as a crux to her heel turn so then who do you think is gonna win who do you think is going to get the briefcase on? Uh, I'm very high on... On um, Becky Lynch becoming the man and not just being Becky Two Bills with Becky Two Bills and cash in. She cashes in herself. Who are our raw competitors again? Uh, Alexa Bliss, Naomi, Natalia, and Dana Brooke. I don't see anybody from Raw winning. Me neither. I honestly think SmackDown should win both. They've got, they've got better people over there. And Randy Orton. They have better people and Randy Orton. It's it, to me. It's between 
Ember and Mandy, and I'm leaning closer to Mandy because I think they're going to do something long term. So my my early prediction is Mandy Rose gets this briefcase. And you know what's my problem with the men's money in the bank, like the like all the, all the people in the match, they were one new superstar away from being like a new generation of money in the bank competitors. But they shoot in, but they shoehorned in Randy Orton. Do you know? No, no, no. I don't mind that. I don't I do. mind that. He needs to be the veteran in there. Screw I, you. He's a he's more of a plus than you think. I had seen the I had seen like early leaks of like people putting things out there and you know advertisement that's subject to change and I really got attached to the idea of Cesaro being in this match, so I feel bad that Cesaro's not in this match. After beating Cedric Alexander, who wasn't on Raw, neither was Cesaro. <laughs> God, I love I love when I realize people that I that I love are not in are not in the shows that I like. Bobby Roode also not on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Ricochet loses that match and is rewarded. And is rewarded with the, <laughs> with the money the in the bank. World's greatest mustache. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, what else happened on SmackDown? The Roman beat up beat up the B team because Shane McMahon. Oh my god, he was hyping this up so much. I'm like, wait a minute. Is Akum healed and they're bringing AOP over? And it was like, nope, just a B team. And it's like Shane has the serious look, and all you hear is B team, B team, go, go, go. And I'm like, oh my god. Where do you put the where do you put the B team on the echelons of just henchmen? They're not in the B tier, I can tell you that. Are they are they like are they like like J and J security, Sing Brothers? Those I don't think anybody's on a level of Sing Brothers. Henchmen dude. one and two. I think they're closer to J and J. Nobody's on a level of Sing Brothers. Like, dude, Sing Brothers take punishment. Like <laughs> that year, one of the brothers was thrown off the Punjabi prison. I feel like at some point people are gonna. I, I'll just keep on calling them Henchmen one and two, and I'm gonna get people asking me who are who are Henchmen one and two. Pay attention. You'll know who Henchmen one and two are. It's okay. You're one of them. Screw you're one of them. <laughs> you and, and here's the thing: you get to pick which number you're gonna be. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, so the the Hardy Boys relinquish the titles. Lars Solomon beats the crap out of them, and which pretty much lays a foundation for the worst prediction and probably the best prediction that I'm gonna have. Heavy Machinery is taking those titles. Oh, you you don't think that they're doing the obvious play and giving it to Rusev and Nakamura? No. I hate heavy machinery, but they're okay. I love hosses, but I hate heavy machinery. I, I think this is an Occam Razor moment. I think you need to give it to Rusev and Nakamura and build up your division. They have nothing over there. They have nothing over there. Look them in the eyes and tell me who's in the SmackDown tag division needs to be developed. You give it to here's the thing you give it to Rusev and Nakamura, you can build up heavy machinery. You, you should build up heavy machinery. You just brought them up. You can have them get wins over the B team and the Ascension, and you can, you can, you can build story into it. Eventually, you'll get the New Day back. So that'd be your that'd be your very good match towards the future. You know, when Big E comes back from the meniscus. But I think you need a credible tag team to make these belts not a joke because the raw belts are a joke. <laughs> 
The robots, no. See, the robots are a joke. They're not a joke. No, the robots are a joke, but they're held in. But they, but they have a great roster to recover. The SmackDown tag titles weren't a joke, but now they don't have a roster that they can stand that. So deserve. why would? So why would you justify giving those belts to Heavy Machinery, knowing that this division is a joke? Because Heavy Machinery is a joke. So you're making the belts a joke. Here's a problem. Here's the thing. I'm usually the happy guy. Hell, I cheered because you told me the iconics were in um were in commentary, but I don't have a single way to justify to to like say anything good about this Magdalene tag division. And the only strong team I can think of is outside of the new day, is just the heavy machinery. Or the B team? No. Ascension? We had Bruce F and Nakamura. We had this conversation last week where you flat out told me that you don't believe they should be a tag team. Because you told me they're more like single guys that are just together. And then we lost the Hardy Boys. And we lost Gallows and Anderson. So look at the situation we're in. We have the B team. We have Heavy Machinery. We have the Ascension. We We don't even have the option of having Breeze Ango. Because Tyler Breeze is down in NXT. Is that permanent? Is that permanent thing? Uh, more or less. Oh, neat. I mean, I don't want to spoil a couple things until, you know, we're off the pod. But, I mean, you don't even have Breezango there. So, you've got Slim Pickens, man. And you lost the Hardy Boys. And you don't have the New Day because of Big E. So, you have to put it on, what, the most credible team? And take the long route with Heavy Machinery. You have to. Okay. You got me. You're probably right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love for Shinsuke and Rusev to don't get Don't get me wrong. Vince is gonna give Vince is gonna give the heavy machinery. But I'm but I'm telling you, I just like the simplest path. Rusev and Nakamura. Sweet. Okay, so now let's talk about the um the main event because right we forgot the SmackDown actually started with the Kevin Owens show. Please no, please no, because then I'm. Dude, Xavier Woods looks like such an idiot. He jumps Owens from behind and gets hit. Yeah, pretty much. He's such an idiot. And then Kevin Owens decides, I'm going to have part two of the Kevin Owens show in the main event by sitting down with action figures of Xavier Woods and Big E. Not even good action figures. I have the cool action figures. But nice touch. You're looking at them right now. I'm I'm, I'm scared. I think that was actually... No, 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 no. They had different attire. Yes. But but it was a nice touch. They they put little wraps around Big E's leg. I know. That's great. Anyway, so Kevin Owens is pretty much just talking to himself. But he's pointing out the whole... So the point, he's pretty much summing up the story that we're looking at, the, the way they're going to treat Kofi's title reign, which is the way they're going to treat it is Kofi's pretty much in over his head. Because now he's stepping into the main event spot, which apparently it's meant for, it's, it's, uh, the Kofi is not good enough to be, even though he beat Nelly Bryan, who's like the most main event to ever main event the main event. Yeah, but what did they do after WrestleMania with Kofi? But having a promo? He, he went back to doing the same stuff, man. My guy's out there with the WWE Championship throwing pancakes. Honestly, it's the new day hasn't changed. The only thing that changed is just the fact that they have a title now. So do you think that devalues that belt? Because no. I think that conversation has to be had. Uh, see, now you're going to make me start thinking. Yeah. In the, like I said last week, 
it's all about how what they do with that title reign. Because the belt is not devalued because the belt is always the belt is meant to get people in to get people to watch the show. They have to back the person who has the title. They have to be super invested in it. And if that's not the case, then the title failed. So, so, so based that, on your definition, does Kofi fit the bill? Well, New Day was always a draw. So Kofi doesn't fit the so here my thing. Kofi Kofi's doesn't your champion. Kofi doesn't fit the bill by himself. The New Day as champion actually does. So which is saying, terrible for me to say because so Kofi saying, deserves better. So you're saying losing Big E is hurting Kofi's WWE title reign? Believe it or not, yeah, pretty much. So what do you do in this situation? Either rewrite Kofi's character entirely and make him above New Day. But the problem with that is that then you're turning New Day into Henchman 1 and 2. Or just keep on the same path and hope that it sells shirts and eventually he loses the title. And- you can't be serious and not throwing pancakes and talking about his development and having a main of developing a main event presence. He has to be above the New Day. I don't know, dude. Cause then, cause, cause then, what? Splitting up the you can't, you, you can't no, split no, up the no, new day. No, no, don't split up new day. You don't have to split up new day. So then, what's your option? Then, help me out here. You go with what Kevin Owens is saying. Kofi is not a believable champion, and it it hurt to hear that because I think Kevin Owens was right when he said it. I think the way they wrote it. They want you to not believe that, but it's extremely believable. I think you go with that. You have Kofi recognize and acknowledge that this is a very prestigious championship that we're holding. Many people have held this belt and I need to do justice to this belt. So for the time being, you know, we're not going to throw pancakes. We're going to we're going to take this seriously and I'm going to prove to everyone I'm a main eventer. I mean, anybody can win the belt. It takes someone to retain the belt. True. Now, you take that route, then you're good. Yeah, so pretty much Smackdown ends with the final brawl between Kevin Owens and um the and uh, Kofi and they have the match set for Money in the Bank. We'll see what happens. We'll see where all this goes. You heard our opinions. And in the end of the day, it's a very tricky thing to do. Because either way... They're making it tricky. Yeah, you're probably because right. Because at this point, at this point, if you think that it's tricky, then it's almost like, well, why did they give the belt to Kofi? And I think once you, once you award him the belt, he deserves to have a character written and a storyline written that's worth people watching. And I don't necessarily think that they're getting that. There's been times where Kofi has really felt like the background guy, but he's the man with the title. He's the guy who should be the focus, and he he hasn't been the focus. In the in the other day, we have to close us SmackDown by reminding it by reminding you guys that the main event is that one of the main events is set for is set for Money in the Bank. Both and, of them are. But and in the end of the day, Kofi is the WWE champion. He's the face of the company outside of you know Seth Rollins, and mm, I think it Becky's is, the face of the company as of now. Okay, fine. I'm I'm pretty sure that was exactly what they wanted to do, because if the idea is that Kofi's the face of the company, 
they messed up somewhere a long time ago. This title reign, ha- this title reign will show uh, what's gonna happen in maybe a few, maybe years to come. Whether or not we're gonna have this conversation years to come, but we'll see what happens. And that's it for the SmackDown Dash. We're we're doing more of a gingerly walk than a dash through this. You know that. That's true. Yeah, that was, that was, <laughs> that was, that was rough. All right, Quincy, like I need you to shut up and. Don't uh, shut your whole mouth as I get us through the 205 life hurdle. Anyway, so tonight starts with Tony Nese announcing that he wants to bring changes to 205 Live. And Drew Gulak saying that he also wants to bring changes to 205 Live because those two are going to fight each other. First match of the night, Lucha House Party. As always, no, uh, no Kalisto for some weird reason, but it's Grandma Talik and Lindsay Dorado. And they don't cut a promo because it feels like Kalisto's a promo guy. They're getting, they throw, they throw their signs, they do the piñatas, they're getting ready. And against their opponents, returning to 205 Live, the undefeated tag team, just covered in stars, wearing pink, dancing with sexual energy. The Singh Brothers! I didn't know that you were performing on 205 Live. Shut up. Um. Anyway, oh, the uh, Lucha Hard beats them. What they let the same for what? Thought Singh Brothers were gonna win? Get out of here. Anyway, um, backstage backstage time. Drew Maverick is praising his newest superstar about the future. <sighs> He's praising Humberto Carrillo. And I could not zoom out any harder. Anyway, Gentleman Jack Gallagher shows up reminding us that 205 Live is going to be in London next week. So to keep that in mind because he's going to want to wrestle. And that's that. Anyway, uh, Drew Ma- um, ne- the next match is the man with the plan. Brian Ken- D. Brian Kendrick shows up to the ring. But then he gets attacked by Mike Kanellis before the match starts. So we don't know what the match is going to be about. Then Akira Tosawa beat up Mike Kanellis in a very long road way of saying that Akira and Mike Kanellis are going to fight each other next week. Up to the main event. Drew Gulak versus Tony Nese. Not for the title, just for a match match. If you've seen their match before, you know what you're getting. Really good Drew Gulak just locking down Tony Nese. Tony's doing his acrobatics. Again, this is to see, this to see what's going to happen. But honestly, as much as I love Drew Gulak, uh, he lost to Tony Nese. But as much as I love it, I know for a fact that that title is going to belong to Oni Lorcans at some point. Which is great. We just I just want Tony Nese to not become a joke of a champion. <laughs> what did I say about your whore mouth? <laughs> it's almost as if this conversation was had at WrestleMania. What did I say about your whore mouth? Anyway, so that's that for uh, 205 for 205 Live Hurdle. Take it away, Quincy, for the NXT rundown. <laughs> I told you Nisa's was gonna have an uphill battle with this belt. You do not talk about 205 Live. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me make sure I've got the uh, the right notes here. <laughs> Live from Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> we have Travis Banks versus Mansoor. Don't, oh. don't look at me. I don't know who these people are. I didn't see, oh. Smash, I didn't see NXT. I'm sorry. These are my NXT UK notes. What? I have NXT UK notes. We're, we're adding a segment now. I have NXT UK notes. Why do you have NXT UK notes? I don't know. But I can tell you, I saw a really good show. 
really good show. Okay, well, yeah. save, save it for your spin-off, asshole. Go to NXT. What? <laughs> oh, fine, fine. What? Don't worry, I'm breezing through, I'm breezing through. Travis Banks has a match with Mansoor. You know, he's the, um, the guy they signed from Saudi on the Saudi show. Very good match. Bro, I'm just going to shake my head. Okay, good, ma- good match between the two. Nice back and forth. Mansoor needs to learn some things as far as in the ring, but he's got lots of extra stuff. He's playing a little heel. It's all good. It's all good. This is mainly a three-match show. Next match on there, we've got uh, we've got Piper Niven versus Randy Gonzalez. Uh, small enhancement match, putting putting the um, putting a lot more into Piper Niven getting her ready. She's gonna be fighting Tony Storm eventually, going through Rhea Ripley, and then and then gonna skip all the way there. We've got the main event, Walter. The guy that looks like a giant baby. Versus Jordan Devlin. Oh my gosh. Is that the guy that looks like not Finn Balor? Yes, he's the guy that's not Finn Balor. Okay. This match is a main event I can be proud about. Oh my gosh, you need to see it. So much back and forth. It's great psychology. You've got you've got Devlin going, working Walter, slowing him down, working the leg. Walter's coming back with brute power. Eventually, Walter powers through, powers through with a power bomb, getting a three count, beating Devlin. Non-title match, by the way. Pete Dunne comes out towards the end, demands his rematch. Walter accepts their rematch is set for the future. And back to regular NXT. So regular NXT, if you remember from last week, I said, oh, it'd be a really good idea if we had Humberto team up with Oni Lurkin and Danny Burch to face Forgotten Sons. So guess what happens? We have an opening match. Six-man tag. Oni Lurkin and Danny Burch with nice. Humberto Carrillo versus the Forgotten Sons. Boo! Fucking boo! I think this match was as good as it could be. Yeah, because Humberto said it, so it's not going to be that. It's not going to be a good match. Actually, he's actually a very good positive. I think it was as good as it could be with Forgotten Sons in there. A lot of back and forth, frequent tags going on with the Forgotten Sons. A lot of large power speed going on with Lorcan Birch and Humberto. Eventually, Forgotten Sons do get the victory. They they end up getting a victory after a botched tope from Humberto on Tony Lorcan. By accident. And they get the win. They get the win on Birch with this weird like double kick finisher. It's very weird. You should see it. I won't because Humberto's in it, so. They move on and they do it. They do a segment and it's Kathy Kelly and she's interviewing Shayna Baszler and she's asking her questions and talking about, well, why did you attack Kyrie and EO? And it's like, you attack EO because she, because she pinned you. And, and then Shayna Baszler just like knocks the mic out of her hand and keeps on walking. So just something short and sweet. They're trying to move forward the idea of, of, of Shayna going against EO now that Kyrie's up on the main roster. They do a small little thing with Bianca Belair and Mia Yim having interaction in the Performance Center. They're mainly just going back and forth. 
not any real contact going on. And then Bianca turns to the camera and is talking, berating the camera guy, asking him about recording it. And then they make official the match of Mia Yim versus Bianca Belair. That's a takeover? No, it's going to be on next week. Okay. So the next match, they have another match and familiar name, Mansoor. So this is the second time I see this guy tonight. How's that familiar to you and not to me? Because he's in, he was in, he was on NXT UK. Oh, okay. I'm telling you, he was, he was one of the guys they signed out of Saudi Arabia. Wasn't this the, uh, wait, uh, the episode of, of UK, was that the World's Collide thing? Was that from World's Collide? Mm, that was this week's NXT UK. Oh, okay. So you've got Mansoor going against Donovan Dijak. What a match. What a match. Mansoor was being babyface here. Dijak was playing heel. Just, oh my God. Dijak was shutting him down. There's like a one, there's, there's like this large epic moment where Dijak like picks him up overhead and literally chucks the guy out of the ring onto the mats over the top rope. He went up so high and they came back. Down. It was it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I think I think Mansoor is really good as babyface. He had some good moves. He had a sweet insecurity. Dijak eventually gets the win using his finisher. Just kind of like a modified GTS. Yeah, that thing where he like uh puts you down and then like you clearly have enough room to dodge but he needs <laughs> you, you in the face <laughs> so at the so at the end he does a promo and he's calling out velveteen dream again and this time velveteen dream comes out he's got the couch again he's got the girls again and oddly enough he starts to sing what he starts to sing what's he sing so they play they play the star spangled banner and he's singing his own custom lyrics. That's awesome. He's singing his own custom lyrics. He's talking about Matt Riddle. And he's talking about Jack, And he's talking about it being his NXT. It was very fun. The, it's weird because the crowd gets into it. But the crowd knows that this is the song for the Star Spangled Banner. So they're getting ready to start the Star Spangled Banner. But what you see is that they've got the lyrics for what Dream's going to say on the screen behind him. So everybody it's kind of a slow start but everyone starts to catch on do they start calling Bible thing a communist no no dream is not a communist Quint, have you have you ever been a member of the communist party why would i tell you if i was oh god you don't know the reference go <laughs> so so eventually everyone catches on and sees the lyrics and they're they're singing and it's good it's a good segment good segment going on uh i'm not really sure after seeing it whether velveteen dream is going to confirm that they're gonna have a match together for the belt but very good here's an interesting thing here's an interesting thing after that they confirmed the main event for next week matt riddle versus adam cole already matt riddle versus adam cole what's the stakes no stakes they can't have Matt Riddle's twice. Who said that? The, who said that there's going to be a conclusive finish? Are they going to be a, a dusty finish? Maybe we'll see. Lame. But after it, they have the Undisputed Era do a promo, and you're you, you know you've seen an Undisputed Era promo. They're in the back. They're in back of some um some truck. 
you know, if you've ever seen a, like a large trailer truck, they're behind they're they're back there shooting their promo. And then this is, this is the beauty of the storytelling. Then Adam Cole calls out Roddy for losing last week in the promo. Roddy gets upset and storms off. Huh. Bobby Fish goes after him. Kyle O'Reilly stays there with Adam Cole. Kyle O'Reilly's the most loyal. And they're talking, and Kyle O'Reilly's very clear that he understands that this is a joke. It was just a joke. It was just a joke, man. Why are you being so 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 antsy about the joke? It was a light joke. And they're they're kind of playing it where, you know, the undisputed air is fine, not fine. It's very, very good. Very, very good seeing them. You just hug it out. That 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 maybe. Maybe we'll see. So the last the last thing on NXT is the last match and it's Kushida. Hey, you mean the main event? The last thing on NXT is Kushida going against Kashizono. Kashizono to note is dressed like a mega heel. He's got all this black attire on. Really Was looks... it black with red stripes? Because that's no, evil. Completely black. It's super heelish. Like it's like it's got all of his graphics and designs in there everywhere. Like everywhere. he's like he's uh his anti Chris hero, Chris anti hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very slimming on him. Very slimming on him. I have to say. Oh, black makes everything look slimmer. Yeah, you see, I thought that was a joke. I thought that was a joke, and I'm looking at Ono. I'm like, wow, that black really is helping the illusion. Yeah, that's why we're like really tight black pants all the time. Not all the time. That's the reason why. Well, it's fashionable. Fashionable to whom? What happened in the main event, you prick? I, I guess we know more about this bathroom <laughs> and shaving backs. So you've got Kushida, and Kushida, I'm not feeling his entrance music. They need to work on it. Is it that bad? It, it's not terrible. It needs work. Okay. Um, Good thing is Kushida came out in his time splitter outfit from Japan, so... I mean... Time splitter, like the video game. Oh, yeah, dude. You don't know about Kushida. Kushida's no. kind of got this Marty McFly Back to the Future gimmick going on from Japan. So he's actually dressed up as Marty McFly. He's got the he's got the he's got the puffer jacket. He's got the he's got the blue shirt. He and he's got he's got these white he's got these white trunks and he's got the glasses. He's got these futuristic glasses. So they're keeping most of his stuff. Or at least I hope they're keeping most of but his stuff. But it's 2019. Shouldn't he, instead of being like Marty McFry, McFly, McFry, oh, I'm getting his name wrong. And instead of getting mad when they call him chicken, shouldn't he just be Rick and Morty? No, 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 no. See, his thing is that he's really big on Back to the Future. Back to the Future is like his favorite movie. Careful, because then they could just end up making that his entire gimmick. Well, well, that kind of was his gimmick in Japan. It's just well, he will... whether they're going to put that WWE spin on it. Where we're going, Cassius, we don't need ropes. So, uh, so ultimately, they have an okay match. They have an okay match. I thought that as far as NXT main events go, this didn't feel like a main event. This felt like it, this felt like it needed to switch places with Dijak, with Dijak's match. It's something about it. It's something about it. Like I, I said, well, I did say last week, do they actually think that 
Cassius Elena has chemistry with everybody. Yeah, it just didn't feel like they had chemistry together. Like, so, so, so the so the idea of the match was that that Cassius is using his power and his and his and his strength to slow things down, and it's like in the in that slowing things down and making Kushida sell, like it, it really wasn't connecting with me at all. And you know, once Kushida started to pick up speed and started to move and do some of the do some of the moves that he normally does, I really started to get it and see it. But just this wasn't this wasn't a good main event to me. And I'm not saying it's bad. It's just it it felt like a disappointing NXT main event. Okay. I I I can see the bits with Kushida where they're where they've got him doing more of the American WWE style and I'm not exactly sure that I that I like how they're doing it. Alright, well not well not well not every not everything not everything can end in the bang. Sometimes everything has sometimes things end in a flutter. That's why I wanted to mention Walter and Jordan Devlin because that was a main event. But you know what? That also that also pretty much sums up this whole week of wrestling. It just kind of happened. Like I I, I honestly want to do. Uh, well, you seem too excited, but somebody's gonna ask you, "What's your match of the week?" My pretty match sure. of the week is pretty much Walter and Jordan Devlin. Yeah, I figured. My match of the week was. Uh, God, it's just gonna be the Lucha House Party versus Singh Brothers because. The sink brother just came like back to for see no reason. Yourself on TV. No, stop making people think think that's not real. Superstar of the week. Superstar of the week. I don't know. Superstar of the week to me should be uh, Kevin Owens. I don't even think I have a superstar of the week. You know, I, I keep. Think I have a superstar of the week. You know, I keep track of these, right? By the ending of the year, we're got. I'm gonna let us know who 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 we got as like our superstar of that year. In general. I, I guess if I have to say, I'd probably say Becky Lynch. Surprise! So far, winning winning in the rankings are I think is last time I checked it was Gargano. Uh no, not Gargano. I think it was Becky Lynch is number one for is number one. We made her our superstar a week for a while. Severance uh it's on number two, but we have a there's a few. It makes match a few times, mainly because you're you're kinda obvious and I'm kinda like all over the place with who I want my superstar of the week. I, I gotta say Becky Lynch. Um I don't think we talked enough about it when we were when we were going over Raw, but I really I really enjoyed the way they put together that Becky and Lacey Evans segment on Raw, they had a they had a pretty good brawl between them. Well, Becky, well, Becky just comes up as so natural and charming that you captivate yourself into the into the promo. Now, is the match gonna be anywhere as captivating? Probably not. But you know, again, this just was a bad week of wrestling. What do you want me to say? But I'll but but the reason I give it to Becky is that you, you have the very good you have the very good segment with uh, with with Lacey Evans on Raw to go to the the very good match with Bailey on SmackDown. It was a good week. Good week for the man. Good week for the man. All right. Well, 
And speaking of a good week for the man, you can catch us next week. As always, follow us at the Super Average Podcast on YouTube. Follow us at the Super Average Podcast on Castbox. Follow me on the average on the uh, average podcast one because average podcast was taken. Anyway, that's that's it for the show. As always, your host Quincy, uh, your host Lily, <laughs> and my co-host. I am the host, Quincy Mark. Quincy, if you if there's any match to go out of your way to watch this week watch walter and jordan devlin very good match nxt uk all right everybody take care